Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 41 of the Classic Rock Podcast. For those about to pod, we salute you. This is our first show of 2023, so Matt and I are going to take you through a whistle-stop tour of all of the magical moments of 2022. And hopefully by the end of the show, we might have decided who our favourite album is. And a few other things. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> As usual, you can find us on all of the social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. What's our handle again, Matt? At FTAT Pod, Brian. Excellent, excellent. And there he by, is. You should know by now. You should know by now. I should know by now. Me and me and Elon Musk are just like that. Mm. We are must you? be. We're, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here he is, my co-captain, for another year and another episode, Mr. Matt Rogers. Hello, Matthew. Happy New Year. Hello, Brian. Yes, Happy New Year to you. HNY. Oh, we're, doing, we're still doing that. HNY. HNY. I used to work with a guy. Uh, he it just popped into my head. He used to wish people a Happy New Year in like March. <laughs> that's a bit excessive. I think give it a couple of weeks and that's enough. Yeah. But yeah, Happy New Year to you. Did you have a nice Christmas? I had a lovely Christmas. My first Christmas in Ireland for two years. It was fantastic. Oh, very good. Got to see my mummy and got to play some live music with some friends as well, too. It was very good. And was Santa um, good to you? Very, very, very good this year. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, what is good, actually, I uh, I got a few books. Now, as you know, I'm a very prolific reader. We talked about this quite a lot. I'll get through, uh, what, three or four books a year. So pretty much got the year covered coming up. And it was good, actually. Because my wife, this is true, actually, I think, allegedly, uh, I got the uh, a book, the Rob Halford book called Biblical from my wife, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, I got inspiration from the podcast. She doesn't talk like that, obviously, but she did say that. And I thought, that's nice. But then I thought, really? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been talking to Brian? Get ideas from him. <laughs> Um, but but I haven't started it yet. I'm on Brian Johnson's book at the moment, which I got for Christmas from my from my children, which is nice. It's um, a good read, isn't good? it? It's good. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. But I'm actually working because one of my New Year's resolutions, uh, Brian, is to do some more impersonations other than you know people based in the West Midlands like Tony Imey and Brian Tatler and. Uh, and so on. So, uh, so I've decided to work on a few new impersonations. One of them, one of them might be Brian Johnson. So, watch this space. I look forward to it. We'll try. We'll. Tr- I will try and wheedle Brian Johnson related news in every show. Then, well, well that's true. Actually, we've got some <laughs> coming up. How about you? Did you get any nice? Um, I, I, nice I, I presents was Santa good to you? Santa was very good to me. I got lots. I, I too received a book, Matthew. Did you? Well, yes. I think I was I was pretty rubbish because I bought myself a couple of books for Chris. So I did buy myself the Brian Johnson book. Mm. Um, I've I bought Bono's book, um, the yeah. lead singer from U two. I haven't started reading it yet. But oh, that bu- Bono! Thanks for specifying. It was that Bono, the lead singer of U two. Well, as you know, to, as opposed to the Morocco goalkeeper's book, <laughs> uh, the story of the two thousand twenty two World Cup. What could have been? What could have been? But the book that I'm actually reading at the moment is the mm. book that you got me, um, which was oh. the conversations, which was eruption conversations with Eddie Van Halen, with uh, uh, written by Brad Tolinsky, uh, which is really good. It's just um, uh, a kind of a, a, a relationship that that Brad and Chris Gill had with um, with Eddie, and it just goes to various very through the various chapters. Um, I really enjoyed the period of um, reading when Gary Sharon joined the band mm. and Ray Daniels became the, um, he became the manager of Van Halen as well too. Ray Daniels has famously always managed Rush and Indeed. he managed Extreme. So mm. when Gary Sharon had, had the audition for Extreme, I thought, do you know what, Matt? I'm going to have to go back and give Van Halen. I didn't give it a fair shout in the day. No. I went back and listened no. to it, and I thought, I've got much more wider taste music. Yeah, I listen to a lot more now. I'll go back and listen to Van Halen 3. And? and? It's still... 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, well. At least you tried. I, mean, I you tried. Can't, you can't do more than that. I tried. Really. It just... Gary Sharon's a great singer with Extreme and Eddie mm. Van Halen is, and it just didn't mesh for me as an album. But I thought I'll try. I'll try. So Christmas was good. Very good. I'm pleased to hear it. Please. And, and Happy New Year to everyone that's listening at the moment, exactly. whether it's January or March, or indeed if it's five years' time. Happy New Year, 2028. <laughs> um, so, Bright, what has caught your eye recently? Well, there's... Loads of bands are making statements. Seems to be uh, uh, some good statements, some interesting statements, and some um, uh, vague statements. Vague, vague statement. That's very true. Vague statement. So mm. I suppose the fir- the the first one which I, I wanted to mention was, um, and I was I was really pleased when I read this. It, it, it gave me a warm glow when the Foo Fighters put their statement out um, on with New Year's Eve, um, really Mm. to say that, um, obviously they've taken time to mourn, um, Taylor Hawkins's passing. Um, but they've decided that they're going to continue as a band. Um, I think they said that they will be a different band, um, following Taylor's passing, but that, um, we will see them all soon. And I think what was nice was we will see them quite soon. So I, I guess, Knowing how prolific that the foos are, I can imagine that they've probably, you know, they'll probably maybe go out and do some dates with a new drummer um, and then get back in a recording studio because, you know, um, I think I forget the fact that last year in January they released (laughs) their their last album and it was Grammy nominated and won awards. So Mm. I was really chuffed about that. I'm really chuffed that the foos have decided to keep going because, yeah. Um, that that they're a great band, and to see them keep yeah. going is brilliant. No, it's good news. That is good news. And uh, as you and I discussed uh, in the context of the Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute gig, they did audition quite a few potential drummers. However, as is always the case, my money's on Mike Portnoy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come on to more Mike Portnoy. News later. For those who don't know who Mike, Mike Portnoy is, by the way, he's an amazing drummer. He's like a virtuoso drummer. I know, I know most people listening to this will know who Mike Portnoy is, but just in case you don't, he's a virtuoso drummer, plays with, uh, or played with Dream Theatre, plays with Winery Dogs, and also Transatlantic, Brian, who, who have also made a statement. Yes, this, this is the one which is vague. I'm for a link. Oh, for a link. oh you are. Um, yeah, so Transatlantic um, toured on the back of their album The Absolute Universe last year and they played played a one show in London and they've recorded a live album called The Final Flight in France and Olympia and Mike put a statement out, I think it was today, saying that it's likely, you know, end of an era and it's likely to be the last album that comes out from, from the band. So I think the possibilities of Transatlantic recording again um or touring in the near future i think i think they're just probably putting the band to bed for a while but they did this before they went away for something like 12 years so it it probably nice nice little bookends a chapter in the band's career and they can always come back to it because they're a fantastic band so i was a little bit sad with that Mm. but uh yeah means to be fair Mike's no time Mike's going to be out touring with the winery dogs uh, all of next year and and if and if their new album which comes out in February is anything as good as the single Xanadu which Mm. isn't as you said on the last podcast man it's not the Olivia Newton-John cover no I was quite disappointed about that actually Uh, yeah uh, but I put, I still put both on the old playlist, so um, just to cover, you know, yeah. hedge my bets. Yes, exactly. Talking of, um, talking of bands making statements and uh, taking kind of breaks or hiatuses, if that's the right expression. Um, Inglorious today, literally today, have All said right. uh, uh, we're taking a break, like kind of almost an indefinite break. As we know, Nathan James, we talked about Nathan James. In fact, uh, you and I have met him. He's a, he's a monster of a guy. He's lovely. Fabulous. He's a big cuddly bear of a guy. And um, got some great pictures of him and my wife. He took a shine to my wife, actually. We met him at Steelhouse a few years ago, um, which is lovely. He's a good, good guy. But anyway, he's having a break from Inglorious because he's got a lot going on. 
He's on he's on the current single with Sophie Lloyd. He's um, he's with Iconic, of course. He's doing some uh, other other work. He's always I think he's one of these people that's always in, in demand. He did the War of the Worlds yes. stuff and so on. So um, Inglorious, who I like, I've, I've followed him from the early days. Actually, good band. Seen him a few times. Um, and uh, we saw him in the summer, of course. At uh, they were great at Steelhouse. I, I, I was wasn't good, convinced wasn't by them before that. Mm. And he sang Barracuda, and it was <laughs> oh god, fantastic. <laughs> Great, great voice, great guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Inglorious, they're taking a bit of a break. So, um, but at least they haven't called it a day, which is good. Yes. And the guys in the band are so are so talented, I'm sure. And, it, and as the statement said, they're going to sort of pick up and do other things in the uh, in the interim. So, Brian, not Sir Brian Mayley, but it's Sir Brian May. I know. I know. Were you disappointed about? It? Did you think it was going to be? Did you think it was you? I thought it was when me. you saw the kind of the headline on the BBC website saying uh, Brian M A, and you thought, "Is it me? Is, is, is it, knighted? Yeah. Is it me for uh, for services to guitar purchasing <laughs> and podcasting?" Yeah, and I, yes. Did you think it was you? I did think it was me, but uh, the, but then so, obviously, obviously, I whenever he said, and and for recording the uh, theme tune for Starfleet. Uh, I thought, well, I didn't do that. Brian May did that. No, um, no so Brian May, and we congratulate the great Brian May, Doctor Brian May, on his um, on his knighthood. Where did you hear that from? Who told you that? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to say it was Tony. I was helping, but uh, it was actually I read it on the BBC website or saw it on TV or something. I don't know. Um, I know, I know. Well, t- talking of Tony Iommi, the great Tony Iommi. We love Tony Iommi in this show. He had a great 2022. The rest of the world went, uh, well, well, you know, it was like a, 2022 for us was just an episode of Game of Thrones. It was like everything everything was going wrong, you know, but Tony had a good year. Yeah, he's a sweetie, isn't he? The godfather, yeah. of, the godfather of metal, as we've, uh, well, we don't, it's not just us that refers to him as the godfather of metal. He's, I am the godfather of metal. I can't help it. Uh, had a great year. He's got. Um, he's he's building a studio. Yes, in his house, <laughs> which is nice. Now you and I work from our like you know back rooms, as it were, in this context, uh, laughingly called an office, um, with all sorts of stuff around. There's an exercise bike over here, by the way, and some records over there and everything. Um, but he's got he's building a studio in his house. That must be great. Oh, and he's going to work on some music next year, which would be fantastic. Because he has been quite active. He, he contributed, as we know, we talked about it, a couple of songs on the Aussie album. Yes. Which, which is great. May or may not, which may or may not be your or my album of mm. the year. Because mm. we're going to do that, aren't we? Later, we are going to do you that. didn't mention in the intro that we're going to do uh, a review of 2023. We're going to look forward to 2023. Mm-hmm. If we don't spend spend too much time on the old news. Um, we're going to um, also touch upon 1997. Yeah. A mere, a mere 25 years ago. Yeah. No, hang on. A mere 26 years ago now. We tipped, in, tipped into 2023. Where's the time gone, Brian? Where's the time gone? I know. Uh, what else are we doing? That's it, isn't it, really? That is. That is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we wish you well, Tony. We wish you well, Brian May. Congratulations. Um, I did look at buying. I, I actually priced. Do you know when we were talking about the Tony Iommi fragrances at the time? Yes. Oh, I remember that era. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, good old Italian Iommi's. Uh, did you ever see how much it cost? Hundreds, wasn't it? It was expensive, wasn't it? Uh, you can tell whenever, whenever it's whenever you use Google or whichever. Um, Hmm. browsing service that you may use i'm i'm i'm, I'm web crawler still. <laughs> and occasionally ask jeeves i use do you good for you david <laughs> i'm old school oh Go you on. are very very good um and they so i i <laughs> i browsed <laughs> spit, it, spit it out son come on so i looked at it and of course the first thing that comes up when you go on the shop and it goes harrods.com and you're thinking oh this isn't mm. going to be cheap Oh dear. 236 pounds. Really? I bet it smells good though. Do you remember it was it was the smell of heavy metal, wasn't it? It was the smell of Do you remember we, we we talked about that and we did sort of think about getting one just to sort of see what it's like. Uh, maybe you should get um Frontiers Records to buy one for you, seeing as you're so friendly with them. 
I, I, I must, I must, I, do you know what, for fun sometime, Matt, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some Frontiers merch <laughs> and I'm just gonna wear it and just go and see if you'll make, see if you'll notice it and you'll go, have you got, have you, are you bloody sponsored by Frontier Records now? Mm, well, well, I think we all know the answer to that. Exactly. Right, so anyway, anyway, so that was the news. Is that news? That's that news. news. That's all. That's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. So, last time... I gave you the year 1997. Yeah. Doesn't seem that long ago, does it? But it was 26 years ago. If you kind of obviously add in the fact that we're now in 2023. 26 years ago, Brian. I know. Wow. What were you, what were you doing? Were you university in 97? <laughs> you must have been, surely. <coughs> no, I wasn't. I had left. I was working. Oh, you'd left. I was. I was, you, so you, you'd I was working for the man. I was, oh. I was, I was, I was paying the man the taxes. So 1997. You know, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, just cutting sideways, we haven't talked about the kids for a while, have we? No. Have you heard from them? Doing all right? The kids, the kids are doing great. The kids, my, do you know the problem with the kids are? It was all right. It was all right when the kids were streaming music and yeah. downloading music. Now the kids are buying vinyl all over the place. My, yeah. All my friends' flats are coming down with Taylor Swift albums all over the place. She, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Vinyl's on the comeback. Yeah. So the kids the kids need to stop being like us, Matthew, and just yeah. going back to streaming and treating music that it's free. I'm only joking. I'm only kidding. And they're putting the price of uh, vinyl up. Which uh, So kids, if you're listening, go back to streaming. Go back <laughs> on your phones. <laughs> yeah, I can't right, afford anyway, so it. Right, imagine... 1997, Brian. Tell us, talk us through it. 1997. What, what a seminal year in rock, Matthew. Black Sabbath, the original Black Sabbath with Ozzy, Bill, Geezer, and Tony, who we Sorry. had earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they reformed in '97 and they did a couple of sold out shows, um, which was later put out under the title of Reunion. And I love that album. It's really good. I enjoyed that album. And then it all went Pete Tong and Bill Ward never got back into the band, which is a real shame. Mm. Um, and then the other scale of of musical silliness, um, the good old Spice Girls in the UK were taking over the world, and <laughs> and I remember and, that, yeah. And they were the uh, they were the only band apart from the Beatles to have two two uh, two albums in the Billboard top ten in the one year. Something silly, you know. Though, yeah, right. so okay. that that's where we were, and we lost Michael Hutchinson in 90, 1997, which is a shame. Mm. One of those bands, uh, in excess, which I never never got to see in excess. Would love to have yeah. seen them. So, yeah, yeah those are some of the events of um, of ninety seven. Uh, music wise, what a, a, an eclectic year for music. Um, and and nineteen ninety seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with probably one of the albums um, of the decade, probably of the 20th century, would, yeah. which would be OK Computer, Matt. I think you would have had that on your list as well too. Absolutely. Love that album. It is and just... A, a lot of people are not big Radiohead radio fans. Indeed, there's quite a few people that are not keen on the album, but I think it's a it's a masterpiece. It is. It is. And, and top, when you top it off... Uh, and I, it's for those people who are, uh, who listen to the podcast, who, who have got BBC iPlayer, if you haven't watched it, if you go on to the Glastonbury, um, section on the BBC iPlayer, there's actually the, um, uh, there's the performance of Radiohead at Glastonbury in 97. Uh, and for many, many people, they see that, uh, Radiohead show as, as being one of the iconic, headlining shows um of any band yeah i i've got a recording of it and and i've got yeah it's a great great album and the great live and mm. um i know even speaking to or listening to conversations with dave grohl and dave grohl talks about favorite bands and favorite live al- you know live events radiohead are up there for him so great mm. band and okay computer kind of Blew the scene apart. We were all living this Britpop, Supergrass, Blur, Oasis thing, and, and Radiohead just just took it to another dimension. Um, yeah. And and Safer Ground, or more hard rock, classic rock, Reef um, brought out the Glow album, 
which is had the track "Place Your Hands" on it, which is a which is a great great single, and still sounding good. Reef um, uh, even today. Um, you mentioned Mike Portnoy um, earlier in the podcast. Uh, Yes, that that's Matt pretending to go round 50, <laughs> 57 toms. In fact, he's still going. Yeah, he'll, he'll finish about twelve minutes times. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Dream Theater uh, released the album um, "Falling into Infinity." Matt, on the playlist, please put the track "Lines in the Sand." The guest vocalist on that track is Mr. Douglas Pinnock from King's X, and it's a little short ditty. Lasting twelve minutes and five seconds. Oh, nice! Okay. <laughs> but it's a great album. One of one of Dream Theater's classics, uh, and yeah, I, I love that album. Um, Sammy Hagar, uh, we we talked about you know Van Halen a little bit earlier on. Sammy brought out a solo. He he, he was in that period of recording with um, uh, recording with Van Halen. Van Halen had done the Balance album, which was great. Toured it. And then he brought out in '97 the marching, uh, the marching to Mars album, which recently wasn't available on streaming services, etc. I think it's now available. Um, mm-hmm. It's for me the strongest of all Sammy's yeah. solo albums before he got involved with Circle and the right. and the Wabaritos and that kind of stuff. As a mm-hmm. as a solo album, it's great. You've got. Um, uh, the title track itself uh, and both sides now which is not the Joni Mitchell cover. It's his, his own song. A okay. really strong album. Um, uh, another album I'll mention is, I love this band, Cry of Love. This is second album from them called uh, Diamond and Debris. We'll put a couple of tracks on the playlist. Mm-hmm. And the final album, um, Matt, um, a band that we've mentioned on and off on the show. I'm a big, big fan of them. Um, often get... Uh, associated with no, no album as well too, which is Mama's Boys. Um, yep. Mama's Boys were a three-piece band. We've we you know Tommy, Pat, and John McManus. Um, we lost Tommy McManus, who was the drummer, the the youngest brother. Mm. He he passed away uh, from leukemia, and the two brothers um, decided to uh, record an album in tribute to him. Um, uh, it's very, it's a very Irish clanid, uh, not rocky at all, um, and they went under the name of Celtus, and it was an album that was, uh, which was called Moonchild. So those are some of the albums, uh, Matt. I would just pick out from '97. Great, really, really eclectic, diverse year for uh, for '97. I could have gone into some Supergrass, some Blur. There was a lot of great music around '97. So 1997, Matt, for you, um, how was mm. it musically for you? It, it was good. It was good. It's a good year. Uh, good year for albums. Um, uh, but it's hard to top OK Computer. It's just, a, um, as a masterpiece, fantastic piece of work. But um, Aerosmith brought out Nine Lives, um, which you, you're, you'll know it, right, even if you don't know it. It's got some great songs in it. Falling in Love is Harder Than Knees is on it. Pink. It's a great, great yeah. single. They were... They were nominated for, uh, they, in fact, they won a Grammy Award that year for Best Rock Performance for that really? track. Yeah. You know that off the top of your head, because oh, the trivia you know. You should, you should do it. I'll tell you what, for 2023, you should consider doing a rock podcast, because you'd be good with all this knowledge, just non-Googled knowledge that you have. God bless Wikipedia. <laughs> Indeed. Um so that was, um, yeah, Nine Lives, uh, Word Gets Around by Seraphonics. Um, that's a great album. Got some great songs on. Aren't they still in their live set today? A Thousand Trees, um, Local Boy in a Photograph. Um, good songs on that. Gigs wise, I only went to one, apparently, according to Setlist FM and my memory. And that was on the day that the Labour Party won the election and Tony Blair was elected Prime Minister. And that one, I went to see the Tragically Hip. In um, in London, um, we talked about it a few times. Um, who are Canadian rock royalty, and I think I was the only English person in the whole in the whole gig um, at the Shepherds of the Empire. It was a good gig, from what I remember. Lots of backpackers. I seem to call lots of people with backpacks on. Which a few episodes ago we did 
gig do's and don'ts. Please don't wear a backpack to a gig. Come on. Or on the tube. In fact, anywhere, apart from when you're hiking up, up the, a hill. Up the Cairngorms. Yes. Up a hill. <laughs> Other hills are available. Is that the Cairngorms hills? Well, they? And the mountains. The mountains. Okay, mountains, hills. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. I was so equally. That was I was equally as light as you and gigs. I only when when I went to Setlist FM, I had I had Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, yeah. and Adrian yeah. Leg. Do you remember in the nineties? And 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 they kept doing it through the two thousands. The G three yeah. tour. No, I remember it. Yeah, I went to one at the Albert Hall. Yeah, it's good. Did you? I I mm. and and I I went to see Steve Vai. Didn't really know anything about Joe Satriani, and Joe Satriani just blew me away. I was like, mm. wow. Uh, he was, do. he was fantastic. Well, you, you 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 play a little bit of guitar, don't you? I mean, you're not very good, but you play a little bit of guitar. Um, and so you must have got a bit of inspiration from him, I suppose, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't. Not inspiration enough to go out and buy a chrome, uh, chrome <laughs> Ibanez guitar and shave my head. I, no. I I appreciated him from that, afar. That came later. That came later. <laughs> yeah, I had no no choice in that, Matthew. Nature took its course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that was really good. Um, I, the only mm. other couple of bands that of of note in that year, I, I went to see Delamitri, a band that we've not mm-hmm. mentioned that much on the show. Um, but Delamitri Live, um, they were uh, they were promoting their album, which is some other some other suckers parade, which is really good. But they when they played live, they were kind of a bit stonesy, humble pie faces. They're quite a rocky band mm. when you when you saw mm-hmm. Delamitri. Great songwriting. And probably my favourite gig of 1997, and we've, I'm, I'm almost certain we've mentioned this on the show before, I went to see Marillion at the Redker Cotton Bowl when they were on the Strange Engine Tour and mm. Steve Hogarth's keyboard of choice was built into Cricket Bat. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. He was pressing He's, buttons on his cricket bat to set off sounds on his keyboards. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I imagine the red, was it called the red car? Red car bowl. bowl. Yeah. Is that a very big venue? It sounds like it's quite a small. It's quite a small venue. venue. Yeah. Mm. That was like mm. a club, like a workman's club all, you know, velvet. Ryan, it was nice. like really insulated, real beautiful sound. Uh, yeah, I, nice. I walked into it, and it, f- it felt like yeah, an, a working men's club type thing. It was great, mm. very good. That was ninety seven. So nice. Yeah, sounds good. And I will give you <clears throat> yes, two thousand fourteen. Okay, very good. Thank you. And that's the nineties take- done. I know. We've dodged Oasis, Cooler Shaker, The Prodigy, The KLF. Oh, man. All good in their own right. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) But there you go. Uh, Right. So, so, Brian, this brings us to our review of 2022. It's a good year. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's good fun. You and I got to hang out quite a lot. I enjoyed that, um, which is nice. Yeah. I, I can tell by your lack of response that you weren't so keen. But I it was. It was fab. <laughs> so, what was your what was your outstanding event, outstanding moment of the year, Brian? My outstanding. I think the event of the year for me, which had wonderful magical moments. It was like a celebration box. Mm. Uh, was the uh, broadcast of the Taylor Hawkins Memorial Concert in London. Mm. I kind of thought that was, we were all pulling for Dave and the rest of the band. I think we, we can't forget that Taylor was also a member of a band. I know he was best mates with Dave, but mm. Nate and Chris Shiflett uh, had been in a band with him for nearly 20 years. So mm. for me, the event of the year for me was... Um, was was the Taylor Hawkins show. I thought it was done so tastefully well. And the moments, yeah, let, let's be honest, you and I, mm. were we were in communication through WhatsApp and uh, and texting during the show. 
and we mm-hmm. had we had a few moments, should we say? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Swear words were used. <laughs> um, yeah, indeed. And, and you know, my, you know, Rush got back together. Oh my god, what a moment! That, that was fantastic. That was just that was just spine tinglingly good. If you're a Rush fan, that was just it was magical. I mean. There's a lot of people like, oh, Rush, rubbish, you know, I can't stand him. Uh, my wife being one of them, <laughs> for example. <laughs> but it was just great. It was just beautiful. And they did a few, so I did a similar set at the US version, and it was uh-huh. just fantastic. And they publicly um, paid tribute to Neil. Exactly. That was great. Which was lovely. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh, man. Oh, that is, I mean, that's just, well, you and I talked about it at the time and just that little piece he did with um, Dave Grohl playing bass and Justin Hawkins singing was just um, unbelievable. Who was playing the drums for, with them? Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze, of yeah, course it was. Yeah. It was just, oh, it's just jaw-dropping, wasn't it? It was. And he's we a bass player. I know, exactly. Um, but clearly he can play the guitar as well, as we know from from the solo album uh-huh. and recent gigs, but that, that, yeah, that little segment that he uh-huh. did those Van Halen songs, um, yeah. that he, he pulled, pulled out, which is fantastic. Weren't they? That was just, yeah, I'm with you. That was the, probably the, the event and indeed probably the, the, the moments of the year yeah. for me. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. So on a personal level, um, one of the funniest things, one of the coolest things, I suppose you could say, and and uh, you know when the universe works in a strange way. I was at Download and I bumped into Nigel, a guy called Nigel. I just get chatted to a guy at, at Download. I mean, uh, you know me, Brian. I'm a very, you know, I'm a shrinking violet. Really, I don't like talking to people. I'm a very antisocial. You know, I, I'm I'm not very good at kind of socialising. But I got talking to Nigel Benyon, and he's in a band called Untamed Silence, and we ended up. You know, just hanging out with the, with him and interviewing them for our um, first and probably, for now, only interview version of this podcast. But that was just amazing. And then I just re- I recommended that he got in touch with a guy from Planet Rock. And he got a gig um, playing at the uh, uh, Planet Rock Festival in a few weeks' time, actually, uh, which we wish them well for. Of Absolutely, course. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was just one of those one of those moments where you think, you know, it, as I say, the universe works in a strange way sometimes. Uh, that was good. So, Brian, gigs of the year. What what were your favourite gigs that you went to? Started off brilliantly last year. Mm-hmm. I can remember because we were still coming out of the um, the the COVID situation. You know, do you wear masks? Do you not wear masks? Um, mm, I remember it well. Yeah. Um, started the year off brilliantly with um, the Dust Coda and Smith Cotson. That was one of my earliest gigs of the year. And I really enjoyed yeah. it. I was quite... Um, I think one of my New Year's resolutions will be make sure that I, I'm there for the support bands because I really mm-hmm. enjoyed um, the Dust Coda. Thought they were great. Um, mm-hmm. um, so Smith Cotson was 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 fantastic. Um, my I London was my home for gigs. Uh, when I think of the probably the three iconic um, big gigs I went to uh, of 2022. Uh, May, I spent two nights at Royal Albert Hall. I got to see Brian Adams. Um, Brian did uh, three nights, uh, three night residency where he played three older albums, um, peppered it with hits. We've talked about it in previous shows. I did two shows. Mm-hmm. Our friends, uh, John and Sue, they did, the, they did all three nights. Um, mm. But to see Brian Adams play at top of his powers over three nights in a row, that was fantastic. I loved uh, Pearl Jam over the two nights at Hyde Park. Um, mm. And just with the supporting, again, the supporting bands, Matt, we watched Pearl Jam on a Saturday evening supported by the mm. Stereophonics. And the yeah. Stereophonics just knocked it out of the park and Pearl Jam came on and did what they did. Mm. And then I finished off the trio of the London uh, events or shows Porcupine Tree after 12 years away you know th- their album which is one of my contenders uh, is, it? Uh, is one of my contenders for uh, for album of the year 
um, closure and confirmation. But to see to see Porcupine Tree play one show in front of a eighth, uh, whatever Wembley Arena holds, and mm. the sound and the visuals is phenomenal. So those are those are my three three standout gigs. Uh, I uh, in in the arenas in the sheds, mm. um, but. A, a little mention to Jeff Tate when we went to see them in Bannermans. I know, he was great, uh, he wasn't was he? was fabulous. And, and I, got, I went to see Simon McBride play in Bannermans. I, genuinely, with, with my pal ahead, we went, there was, if there was 20 of us there um, to see Simon McBride, and now Simon McBride finishes the year as the permanent guitar player in uh in in deep purple filling mm. arenas and stadiums and stuff so it's been a brilliant year and we haven't even touched on festivals i hope you're going to touch on maybe some of the festivals those well, are some absolutely. of the years yeah well you know because we had a couple of barren years in terms of gigs and uh i think we made up for it this year oh you're, yeah you're absolutely right i'd forgotten about smith cotson my new year's resolution is not to leave before the end of the actual kind of gig <laughs> because I, as you remember i missed nico mcbraid from maiden um coming on and jamming with uh smith cotson um you're right uh, uh, pearl jam was fantastic a great day in in london pearl jam um and um yeah, Steel House was just a, a fantastic weekend. I remember at the time we thought, top to bottom, the bill was fantastic. And we, most of us, <laughs> saw most of the bill. Some some of us, who shall remain nameless, uh, spent some periods in, in their tent having a siesta and missing, um, it was, you missed heat, wasn't it? Yes. Um, um, who... I've got one of the great albums of the year. I, I I just got to touch on them real quick. So, um, um, yeah, that was good. Still has good, uh, download as I went to download a great day there. Saw maiden headlining. Fantastic. Um, and we went, went to the stone dead festival for the first time. Now that was good. Wasn't it? That's a great festival. And, and basically we're saying, if you, if you listen to this, trust us, go to these festivals. They're so good. They need our support. Steelhouse, stone dead, Download maybe not so much, but um, just go. It's fantastic. It's a great, great day out, great weekend. Whatever you choose to do, check yeah. it out next year. Um, enjoy yourself. And there's so many festivals to choose from, of course, around the country. All need our support. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, just a couple of others that stand out. I went to Ibiza for another festival. That was fun. Um, with my wife and some friends of ours, Matt and Hannah. That was that was a lot of fun. Saw some great bands there, some new bands, some established bands. Um, and uh just just oh just so good and then topped it off a couple of weeks ago with um water bridge hailstorm and um uh wolfgang van hayden but for me seeing diamond head th three times in 12 months and personally throwing my denim jacket on stage and the singer put it on mid gig it's got to be the icing on the cake for me in 2022. So that was the, those are the, <laughs> those are the gigs of the year, Brian. Um, how about songs of the year? We'll so, come with the albums in a bit later. Songs of the year. Let's, Have you got any? Yeah, uh, my Brian's bangers for 2022. <laughs> <Careful>. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for uh, the first the track that I've probably had the most, this is, this is the wonderful thing of Spotify. You know, the way when mm. it gives you wrapped for 2022, Matt, um, one of the tracks of, of the, of the rock tracks I was listening to my favorite track of King's X's album. Um, three sides of one is a track called watcher. Watcher is probably, um, the standout track on the King's X album. And it's one where, I know when I really like a tr uh, an album or a track when I get my guitar out straight away, Matt, and I'm going, I've got, I've got to learn this now. I've got to learn this now. And then I find that it's in some weird tuning and I don't know how to play it. But mm. my first track, first track of the year would be um, uh, Watcher by King's X. Yeah, that was a good album, wasn't it, as well? Mm. Yeah. King's X album. Even I liked it. Hey! Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, good shout. I, um, well, we, we talked about Def, we talk about Def Leppard quite a lot on the old, uh, podcast and 
I have to say from the album Diamonds to Halos, the song um, uh, Take What You Want Killer. is a real, th oh, it's a throwback to the kind of hysteria uh, era Def Leppard. Um, and uh, for me, the standout song from a really, really good album um, in, as I say, Diamonds to Halos by uh, Def Leppard, but uh, Take What You Want. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Another track, which um, from a, an album that doesn't make my top five albums, but I think it's a killer song, mm -hmm. um, is from the band Ghost. Um, mm -hmm. From their new album, uh, Impera. So it's track two, and it's Kaiserion. It's a very wow. ep it, it. I love how... I just love the production on the album. It's just... They've kind of got that gothic pop rock thing going. And when you just listen to the, um, there's a sort of, you know, they call it the prelude. You get that nice mm. music stuff and then the riffs kick in. Kaiserian's one of the uh, standout tracks from, so so Ghost would be, um, Kaiserian would probably be my second track of the year. Very good. Very good. Yeah, what, Ghost one of those bands that kind of creep up on you a little bit, aren't they? Um because uh, the more you hear, the more you think, I actually like this band. Yeah. And the same for me is Hailstorm, who uh, I saw a few weeks ago um, with um, Autobridge. And they had an album this year, um, Back From The Dead. But the standout song for me was a song called Mine. Uh, so check out a song called Mine by Hailstorm. That's uh, one of my songs of the year. Okay. You heard that song, Bri? No. I think you. I think you. Well, it's funny because you. You know, when we both saw that tour, and you. You, you mentioned at the time that she, in some places she's got a great voice. Yes. Hale. Yeah. She can scream. She can do the kind of low register stuff. But as you say, in the mid range, she does sound a bit like um, early eighties Pat Benatar. Yes. And on the song "Mine," is a perfect example. And they did do a few songs um, on the tour from the new album, which is well worth checking out. So, from the album uh, "Back from the Dead." Check out a song called Mine, M-I-N-E. Not there's any other way of spelling mine, of course. There's not really, is there? Yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, yeah. Well, I know you could. Could you not go M-E-I-G-N? Possibly. Anyway, anyway Mine that's... by Elstorm. <laughs> Back to you, Brian. Okay. Um, We're getting so... to the closest to number one now, aren't we? We it's are. exciting, isn't it? Um... Song of the Year. Song of the Year for me is from the Porcupine Tree album. Um, Closure and Confirmation, which is a big contender for my album of the year. Mm -hmm. um, it's the second track of the album. It's a track called Of The New Day. Um, wow. It is just uh, sublime is the best way I can describe it. It's... Porcupine Tree are known for their, you know, they've got Gavin Harrison playing drums and Stephen Wilson can do and all this. As Matt goes around the 57 toms, yep, he, he can he can do all of that. He can do all of that. Yeah, he, they, they're, they, they've got so much musical chops and they could do whatever. And it's just a sim lovely, simple, um, melancholic pop song. And I have listened to it loads. It just puts me in a very nice, chilled mood. And, and it's just one of my tracks of the year from one of my albums of the year. So uh, the track for the playlist is called Of The New Day by Porcupine Tree. And your track of the year, Matthew. Well, it was a clear winner, actually. I saw this band uh, download um, earlier in the year, Shinedown. And um, I've seen them a few times over the over the years, and they are really good. They've just they've just been in the UK um, on a tour. I didn't see this this time at a clash of dates, but um, certainly we'll see them again. And they had an album out this year called Planet Zero. Um, and the song for me, by a mile, is a song called Dysfunctional You. Check it out. It's a very clever, very interesting song. Lyrically amazing. And I just love this song. You know when you can't get enough of a song? You just, you know, you, it, like the old days, you just turn it over, play it again, turn it over, play it again, whatever, whatever we did back in the day. But yeah, check out Dysfunctional You, my song of the year by the fantastic Shinedown. Fabulous. 
Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm warming to Shinedown. You know, Shinedown mm. are going to be another ultra bridge for me. Uh, yeah. you, you're going to love them for years. And then there's going to be a couple of songs, which I'm just going to go, all right, I, I, I get it now. Right. Okay. I've got it. You know, um, I'm not yeah. just there yet, but you know, great songwriter. He, he's a brilliant singer. Quick note to my mentions, Brian, uh, song of the year. I've got one just, I just want to mention very, very quickly. Go ahead. Um, a fantastic band called Dare. Now, you'll be very familiar with Dare, Brian. <laughs> um, had a great album out this year called Road to Eden, um, fronted by Darren Wharton, who, is, is, uh, as I said, Brian will know, he was the uh, keyboard player in, in Thin Dizzy for a few years. And the song I have to pick out is called Born in the Storm. Oh, my God, what a good song. And if uh, Dare are actually touring this year in the UK. Um Check them out on a three-band bill with yep. FM and Taiketo. Uh, I'm going to London. You're probably going to Glasgow, yeah. Edinburgh, Brian. Um, so, yeah, check out a song called Born in the Storm. You got a, got a, a, a notable mention, Brian, the song of the year? Um, no, because it'll probably give away my album of the year, which I'm keeping as a surprise. <laughs> okay. All righty. So let's, well, that brings us, therefore, to the album of the year in, in our humble opinions. What you got for Spry? I'm um, sure top two or three. Top three, two or three albums. Okay. So, um, having professed throughout probably 10 of the episodes of 2022, oh, I've got my album of the year. I've got my album of the year. I I brought it down. I brought it down to a few few albums. And I actually went back and listened during Christmas, Matt. I had listened to mm-hmm. quite a few of the albums to see, you know, because it was such a strong year. Um, Notable, notable mentions for me, and we've kind of talked uh, a couple of mentions. Um, the, the the Def Leppard album is a return to form with with Diamond Star Halos. It's it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Um, the King's X album, Three Sides of One, is a very 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 well produced album. It's an album that King's X fans have been waiting for for some time. It's not a classic for me yet. Um, and therefore, wasn't my album of the year, but a, a notable mention. Um, the Porcupentry album was really good. I loved the uh, Lonely Robot album, which is called A Model Life. John Mitchell, who is the, he's kind of Lonely Robots, but uh, other people will know him as the guitarist and singer who replaced Frank Dunnery in It Bites, and he plays guitar in Frost, and he... Uh, and he also plays guitar only in arena. He's a bit of a prog. Uh, he's a bit like the pro. He's the he's the English guitarist version of Mike Portnoy. You know, you'll okay. see, yeah. Um, and we're just waiting for a project where Mike Portnoy and John Mitchell get together. You know, um, so John John's John's album Lonely Robot um, was was very was very very good. And the Chili Peppers album Unlimited Love, which I gave a lot of love to at the early part of the year. It is a really good album, but I'm happy to say, Matt, mm. that my album of the year um, is Eddie Vedder's Earthling. Wow. Good shout. I I didn't give it a much love at the time when it came out, and it came out in February of last year, and I think we had mm. lots of albums coming out. And as I've listened through it throughout the year, it's it's got touches of... It, it's just touches of the eighties. It's not going down that Pearl Jam grungy guitar. It's got orchestras. It's just such a wonderfully crafted album. And when I come back and listen to it every time, I hear something different. And you know, the two tracks that just set out for me, I would have given it away by saying "Long Way" or "Invincible," which is the title track, or which is the lead off track. But Eddie Vedder's album, I just, as much as I wanted to go, King's X is cute. King's X's album is not in the same orbit as Eddie Vedder's. Mm. So Earthling for me uh, would be my, my my album of the year, Matt. Very good. How about you then? Uh, Great shout. Well, uh, that's on my list for sure. We talked about that back in the early part of last year. You did. Um, you, uh, you, well, uh, you were a big fan of that album. Yeah, I love Eddie Vedder. Fantastic, mm. fantastic singer and a top man. So, Brian, you touched on a few. There was some great albums. It was a very, very, as you say, very strong year. And uh, the Eddie Vedder album, fantastic. Um, we mentioned Planet Zero by Shinedown. Check it out. Great album. Um, 
triggered by massive wagons as you, you touched upon uh diamond star halos by definitely but a real return to form for them but my album of the year and i think i mentioned it at the time and i've stuck with my selection is belly of the beast by joe lynn turner top to bottom an absolute cracker of an album songs like well the title track black sun tortured soul uh requiem just check it out fantastic you won't you won't be disappointed i'm not surprised matt i i know that when it came out uh you were a big fan of and it's good to see that you know joe at 71 years of age he's since the the alopecia and the Mm. and the you know um, no longer wearing the wigs. I think he still wears his wigs for now and again when he when it feels yeah, like it. Yeah. But he just, I think people are just appreciating, are starting to, on the back of this album, mm. are probably going, my goodness, you know, Joe can be relevant. And I, ho- I hope, yeah. I hope he, he never tours the UK. No. He, he does. Love like, to see him play this. Yeah. Love to see him play here. Yeah. If not, we'll have to go and watch him in America. Right. We've talked about it. We'll have to go to go to the states, see Jolin Turner, do the do the podcast in the Rainbow Bar and Grill in in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, is it? It's a, it's, it's it's on the bucket it's list, a dream. my friend. It's, on the it's a dream. It's a dream. Right. So, look, what are you looking forward to next year, Brian? Or rather, this year, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah. Twenty-three. What am I looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to. Uh, I'm, first of all, I'm looking forward to the Winery Dogs album coming out um, mm-hmm. in February. That'll good be good. Um, the the Transatlantic live album will be coming out in Feb as well too, which will be fantastic. Um, um, there's a few albums which are in the pipeline which are yet to be confirmed, but I think this is going to be interesting. Um, Paul Rogers, a, few, a couple of years ago, teased a bad company album and I'm hearing wow. vibes that there could be a bad company album this That's year. Great. A Lemmy solo album, which has been recorded could be released this year. And more of course. Yes. Um, mm. And the, a kinks reunion album with, you know, Ray and Dave Davis. So there's a few, wow. uh, let's just say legacy act uh, releases, which are coming out this year. Gigs wise, um, looking forward to, for a lot of the festivals you and I have got, um, we're going to do, we'll do Steelhouse, we'll do Stone mm-hmm. Dead. You've mentioned we'll we'll do Motley Crue and Def Leppard. I'm going to see Kiss for the first time, which I'm really excited to go and see. Fantastic. I never thought it. I'd get to see them. Mm. Um, and I think they'll, 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 they'll bring a strong bill with them. Um, you know, the undercard mm. for Kiss that's if they do that. And I don't know if Kiss do support bands or whatever. Um, mm. Iron Maiden, you know, we'll, you, we'll both go and see Iron Maiden and they're playing yep. an era of Iron Maiden, which is the Somewhere in, uh, Somewhere in Time album, you know, Stranger in a Strange Land. That's a period of Maiden I love, which they don't mm-hmm. do much stuff from. And yep. finally, I get to see Peter Gabriel. <clears throat> yep yep he's out next year isn't he well this year i keep saying next year it's yeah. this year of course isn't it and one yeah, fantastic and, and and the one wish that i hope for a gig that i don't have tickets for which which we've been talking about since pro- probably podcast number one is i do hope that judas priest and aussie fans get a chance to see either band in the uk i'm 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 hopeful of that that that'll happen yeah. because I think fans and you're included in that have waited an awful long time um, to see that and it would be nice if it happens. Uh, I'm hope I'm I'm really hoping that Aussie t- oh, Aussie's fit enough to tour mm. is, is probably my yeah, big, so. big wish. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought you were going to say um, we're looking forward to a potential ACDC gig or tour which of course i think from it goes without saying from episode one and probably episode minus one and beyond we were looking forward to um but we shall see about that brian johnson recently has has been fairly um uh, non-committal when um (laughs) asked by eddie Eddie trunk as to uh whether there'll be anything acdc related next year this keep saying next year this year 
2023. You can forgive me for that, but it's early, early January. Absolutely. Of course. Um, for me, um, Dirty Honey uh, touring in early January or, or in January. Um, I'm going to see them with a couple of friends of mine. Hello, Richard. Hello, Kelvin. Um, that, that'll be good. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Metallica, I've got a new album coming out. 72 seasons. We talked about that last time. As you said, Ozzy and Priest, hopefully at long last, five years on or four years on from buying the tickets, they'll be out uh, this year. Potentially a new Mammoth WVH album. I know that uh, that uh, Wolf is is either in the studio or he's in post-production. Anyway, potentially uh, there might be, fingers crossed, a new Mammoth WVH album. There's a new Those Damn Crows album coming out in February, which we're looking forward to, Inhale, Exhale. Couple of songs off, off off that that have been out have been fantastic. Quite a quite a sort of um, quite different from their kind of uh, first couple of albums. So I'm looking forward to that for that reason. And the aforementioned Judas Priest have got a follow up in the can, we believe, to the 2018 brilliant album that was Firepower. So hopefully the new album from them will um, will be as good if not better than firepower it's funny because last year we talked about a few things that we were looking forward to for example geddy lee's autobiography which never came out and also bruce dickinson's solo album which didn't come out so i guess we're by definition looking forward to those as well <laughs> this, this year this coming year yeah yeah uh, so um yeah hopefully 2023 will be as good musically as as uh 2022 was so brian that brings us we got a bit carried away with the old retrospective and the forward view we have to of course have the usual features hidden gym time thank you lola happy new year to you and your family of course so brian what you got for us so one of the when i was looking at the new releases for mm. 2023 there was um, a little band and a, a singer, a, a, a singer in a band, formal, a former singer of Great White co called Terry Lewis. Now, Terry Lewis also was a singer in a great glam metal band in the 1980s, late 80s, called XYZ. And my... Hidden gem for this episode is the debut album from XYZ called XYZ, self-titled. Uh, it's got yeah. some great tracks on it. Uh, my favourite track, and I can remember, um, and you, we, we talked about this in other episodes where when we used to buy magazines or we subscribed to, oh gosh, I, I, I bought Krang Raw, was it Raw or Raw Power? Raw Pryor was, was a TV, was yeah. I think it was called Raw. Raw. It? So I had Raw. I sometimes bought Metal Hammer, but that was maybe a mm. bit too heavy for me. I can remember buying Raw, and they had the Flexidisc single. And the Flexidisc single had a track from XYZ called Nice Day to Dive. So stick that on the playlist. And mm. Terry has just um, announced that... XYZ will be releasing some new material in 2023, which me and probably about four people in the UK will be excited about. Um, so XYZ's debut album is my hidden gem for this episode. Hidden gem. You forgot the feature then, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. 41 episodes in. It's called Hidden Gem Time. And what about you, young man? Well, if you will, um, if you will allow me, I have two. Oh. But you'll appreciate both of them. First one's the film slash documentary, um, which was recommended to me, actually. I can't remember who by. One of our many, 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 many listeners. How many up to you now, now Brian? 12, 14? 15? I think we're at 14. Oh, still 14. Still 14. Hovering at 14, which is nice. Thank you, all 14 of you. Um, it's, uh, it's actually a... a a really, really interesting documentary film. It's um, it's called Travelling Band, um, story of uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and it, it it and it's their European tour. I think of about nineteen sixty nine seventy, 
um well they were on a on a crest of a crest of a wave really and but the way it's filmed it's quite modern it's it's a kind of very modern feel to it even though it was filmed in the late 60s um and it's obviously got interviews with the um the, the members of the band and sort of behind the scenes stuff hotels and kind of centerpieces of gig they did at london uh the royal albert hall in london um so check it out the um my hidden gem number one i'm going to indulge myself for a change I was just going to say, mm. with all of the shenanigans, if I can use that phrase, Matt, yes. that's going on in the world of journey at the moment between Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain, everybody yep. countersuing and everybody because they want to look at uh, they want to look at bank accounts and all this kind of stuff. Creedence mm. Clearwater wiped the floor with with oh with in band stuff. Whenever, um, John Fogerty is being sued for plagiarizing himself because <laughs> he didn't want oh, that, that period, that period, mm. that, that period of, uh, in that documentary, they, they, I think they didn't have their manager basically, allegedly, we don't want to get sued mm. on this podcast, but I think John, I think they didn't have much, uh, um, business support when they were signing the contracts and basically they signed all of their music and the music rights to their the manager so whenever john fogarty went solo he was he was sued for plagiarizing it sounding like himself so the manager yeah. sounded him like so it, it's it's a crazy tale of ccr at that point mm. in time we're the biggest band in the world so it's a great documentary yeah. really yeah, good absolutely. good shout good yeah show. really good Worth checking out, and then um, <coughs> just one, one more, and you'd like this because um, there's a Thin Lizzy link to it. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier. You do know there's a like a Thin Lizzy Life and Dangerous multi CD box set coming out. We should have mentioned that in the news. Um, you remember a couple of years ago they did the UFO Strange in the Night yes. versus live album ever um, <laughs> multi multi box set. <laughs> Um, in your thing. opinion, Matthew. It? In your opinion, I am H O H O Y. Anyway, so well, where are we? Anyway, so yes, um, this album is a, my next hidden gem. Um, is from a band I saw a few weeks ago at uh, this outdoor indoor festival. I mentioned Planet Rockstock, and it's a band called Grand Slam, mm. and it's their 2019 album. Um, which is called Hit the Ground. And it's a they did some songs from it. And I and I checked out the album. It's really good. Songs like 19, Military Man, the title track I mentioned earlier. Um, Sisters of Mercy. So check out um Hit the Ground by Grand Slam. So what is the Thin Lizzy link, of course, with Brett with Grand Slam, Brian, for us um non-anoraks? <clears throat> so um you so, know. yeah, I do, of course. So whenever, whenever uh, Thin Lizzy split up, um, I Phil, know, I know you'd know I, exactly. So it was the first band that Phil put together with uh, Phil after uh, Thin Lizzy split up, disbanded. Brian Downey joined it for a, a small period of time, but the main uh, the main thread that goes through to the to Grand Slam present day is Lawrence Archer. So Lawrence is the main guitar player with his wonderfully yellow, uh, uh, yellow flying V, uh, looking very much like Michael Schenker in the day. And he also has a UFO connection. Lawrence was in UFO for a little while. Um, That's right. But, but Lawrence actually wrote quite a lot of the material. So things like Sisters of Murf Mercy, uh, Phil Linnett used to call it Sisters of Murphy. Um, you've got Harlem, um, so they did. They they did a lot of the material that's on that Grand Slam album. Um, Phil Linnick and the band couldn't get signed. They never got signed to record the album, and then Phil um, passed away. So mm. it's a nice opportunity for Lawrence to kind of go out on his own and get some recognition for the songs that he helped write. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Great, great album. Yeah. We saw them. We saw them at the back of a. Well, I certainly saw them at the back of a truck. Truck at Rambling Man. Mm. Yeah, I think I might have done as well. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah, album. Memory. It's a good. Al and it recording, good album. recording album number two at the moment. And Lawrence is actually 
Uh, he's crowdfunding for his first solo album as well too. So lots of activity mm-hmm. on the Grand Slam front at the moment. Yeah, check it out. I actually saw them. Uh, I went to. Um, I actually went to. I got. Deg- I've got a degree, Brian. There's a few people that really like, don't realize that I've actually got a degree. I talk about your 15 years at university, but I I went to what what is now the, the University of Hertfordshire, and they played there with Phil Lynott but in about 1984, three, whenever it was. Um, yeah, good album. Check it out. Uh, Hit the ground by Grand Slam. So that's it, Brian. End of the first episode of the new year. 2023. Looking forward to it. Um, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Happy New Year to everyone, of course. Wish you well. Health, wealth, happiness, for the forthcoming 12 months. Enjoy yourselves. Go and see some gigs. As Brian said earlier, check out some support bands. Stay to the end of gigs. Don't miss the special guests coming on. And uh, just take care of yourselves. Happy New Year, everybody. We will catch you all on the next episode. Keep on rocking. See you now. Bye. Does Bad Pod, we salute you, is a Maylee Rogers production.